How do I deal with a problem that came knocking at my doors? How must I deal with a problem that I did not anticipate? How must I deal with a problem that I did not cause? Life sometimes is invaded by intense feelings of sorrow and sadness. In fact, many of us today may be going through the toughest times of our lives. And of course, life is not always joyful and full of happiness. Sometimes we go through extremely dark moments of our life that bring us to our knees and we suffer. How can I handle this pain? I am tired. I feel fatigued. I am afraid. I am fearful. I am depressed. I am lonely. I am anxious. I am afraid. But I don't want to act upon my fear. I am tired and fatigued, but I want to act with motivation. I am lost, but I want to follow a clear path. I am afraid, but I don't want to act with fear, but I want to act with bravery. How do I do that? And how do I overcome those problems? Those are sentiments that are shared by millions upon millions of people all around the world. I want to talk about another group of the voiceless. Their concerns are overlooked. They're not heard. They are discriminated against. And they are the divorcees in our community. Those who have gone through a divorce. And we all know that it is easier to seek a divorce for a man in our community than a woman. God forbid if you happen to be a woman in our community trying to get a divorce. Some of them will be dehumanized, humiliated, disrespected. Their lives would be on a pause, not for a week or two or three, not for a month. Not for months, sometimes years. And similarly, some of the men in our community are disrespected when they go to the courts, whether it's in Europe or America or Canada or elsewhere, because it's a war. Divorce and the divorce process turns into a war, a battlefield. I know many brothers who come to me, they say, Sayyid, not only I was stripped away from my wealth, all my wealth, my home, my car, my bank account, but I was accused in the court that this man, if you don't take his money, he's going to send it to extremist groups. How we are willing to fight a dirty war and accuse someone and possibly cause them imprisonment and possibly cause them deportation just because we're going through a divorce. This is not a discourse where we side with either the woman or the men. Just like I spoke of granting a divorce, yes, for women mostly, it is very difficult. It is painful. But sometimes, if you know certain people in high places, then it's the opposite. I know men and I know women. And Allah has my witness. Who tell me we go and see certain religious figures. And before I speak, whether it's the man or woman, before I speak, he wants to grant the divorce. I said, but you've only heard one side of the story. Hear my side as well. He says, no, no, I know you're such and such. I know this grant divorce must be granted because I believe her side of the story or I believe his side of the story. Divorce 
is not going to end our problem. Sometimes divorce is rahmah, yes, from Allah. When you are stuck in a marriage that is abusive, when you are going through pain and agony every single day, However, sometimes divorce is certainly a mistake. And we live in a country, whether it's America or Canada, where family values are not a priority. And that is the truth. So when family values are compromised, let us ask ourselves an important question. Is divorce the right solution for me today? If the answer is yes, after you contemplate it, then move on. But if it's not, do not do this. For your own future, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has permitted divorce. There have been many instances where today you find many of the sisters within our community have taken off their hijab, have run away from the community, have run away from their families. What is the reason? The reason is because a man can divorce his wife with one sentence, one sentence. But a woman takes years, takes years of agony and pain and having to explain her story to a thousand people, maybe one of them will have mercy onto her. This unfair treatment has caused many people to deviate from the religion of Islam, to leave the religion of Islam, to be disheartened by our faith, by our beautiful religion. Before you enter into a marriage, Make sure you have an understanding on the contract of this marriage. Make sure divorce, God forbid, is part of this contract that you're about to accept, that your life is going to be governed by. If you have conditions, mention them in that contract prior to the marriage. Discuss them prior to that contract. Because aqd is a contract. Aqdun nikah has a contract in marriage. Discrimination against the divorcees. There is many, much discrimination against them. In a sense that, why were they divorced? How come they were divorced? I'm not saying it's not right for people to ask such questions and to investigate. But sometimes they genuinely were unlucky. Sometimes they were genuinely incompatible. Not every divorced person needs to suffer for the rest of their lives by not getting into another marriage. Let us give them a chance. Let us give them the common courtesy. Let us learn from the Ahlul Bayt. Two of the most important women in the history of Islam were divorced, were widows. One was the wife of Rasulullah, Ummul Mu'mineen, Umm Salama. Umm Salama. Many of the wives, most of the wives of Rasulullah had previously either been married, had div were divorced, or they were widows. But one of the greatest of them, after Khadija, the greatest wife of Rasulullah was Umm Salama. And her husband, Abu Salama, died in Uhud. And the year third after the hijrah, Rasulullah married her in the fourth after the hijrah. And many of the hadiths, including the hadith of Ashura, including the secret about the murder of Imam al-Hussein and the details of Imam al-Hussein and the 
soil from Karbala was given to whom? Um Salama. We hear of Um Salama. Um Salama, Rasulullah married her and he honored her. And she was the living and acting grandmother to Imam al Hussein. When he went to say goodbyes to her in Medina, he would call her Ya Ummah. Fatima to Zahra, salawatullahi alayha, when she has her last conversation with Amir al-Mu'mineen, she says, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, Ya ibn al-Am, after me, I want you to marry Asma. She had gone through two marriages prior to Amir al-Mu'mineen. Fatima to Zahra, who would she choose for Amir al-Mu'mineen? The best woman. Sometimes the best of women happen to be divorced. Treasures within our community. So if you're a mother looking for a wife or your son, don't say just because she's divorced, she's no good. Maybe she is the best option, but you're overlooking it. Criticizing, spying, and praying into the lives of the divorcees. Every time they travel, why did they travel? Who are they traveling with? Why is she traveling? Shouldn't she be going back to her father's home and staying there? Well, maybe now she's 30 years old. She's 35 years old. She's 40 years old. Why are you praying into her life? Is she not supposed to travel? Is she not supposed to leave her home? Is she not supposed to live her life just because she's divorced? Who said now? Next year, two years, three years from now, she will be married. So she puts all her life on a pause to please you because you are praying into her life. And many people will go after individuals who, had, who they had a conflict with. So if my friend divorced this woman, I automatically feel obligated to na'udhu billah, sometimes make up stories to make my friend or my cousin or my sister or my brother look good by creating fictitious stories about this young woman or this young man. To destroy their reputation, to go after their honor. Do we not know that Namima is indeed and Buhtan is indeed the greatest sin within the religion of Islam. There are sins Allah forgives and there are sins Allah will not forgive until that person in the day of judgment, you have to face them. You accuse this person. You made up fictitious tales and stories and lies about this person. Go and seek their forgiveness. Do I want to put myself in that position? And not only the one who states those stories, but the one who listens also shares. Just like if you hear the Qur'an, you share the thawab. You hear the majlis, you share the thawab. You hear the ahadith, you share the thawab. Just like you hear the ghiba, you share the iqab. Just like you hear the buhtan and the namima and the accusation and the lies, you share the punishment and the sin 